It's Friday, so it's time for another Truck News Recap. Hey, it's Tim, Pickup Truck Plus SUV Talk. And if you're new to the channel, welcome. I do these weekly news recaps, kind of talk about what happened behind the scenes, give you some more details on the stories we put out, and videos as well, as well as, haha, I raffle off some hats and some stuff I have gear on me. I actually just finished the December raffle where I gave away a gift card, some LED lights, and two sets of these bubble rope. They are recovery ropes. They're not static. They expand. Forget the word for it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you for the winners there. I have modified the wrap a little bit. We'll get those details as well. So let's go ahead and get this kicked off. New Year's style. New first truck news recap of January. Uh, we have the homepage, Pickup Truck Plus SUV Talk. There's a new forum there as well. Forum. It's kind of a good big, big deal. Um, I'm learning a lot from you guys more about who you are and questions you have in the forum. So check it out over there. But on the homepage, we have a couple of big things happened this last week. We have a bottom right corner, GMC Yukon Refresh confirmed. You may remember I did the uh, 2025 Chevy Tahoe in Suburban. It was like back uh, what it went live in November. I actually shot that in October. While we still don't have pricing details on the Tahoe and Suburban, we did get a GMC executive to confirm that our Yukon is coming. So kind of my thoughts in there, what you can expect. I expect like the LZ Zero Duramax Diesel, some changes to suspension, some changes in the interior, details on that. We also have most popular 2023 used trucks. It's a survey that was done from the website iccars.com. Interesting results there. They actually break it down by state, and I put all the information on there. It just, I don't know, it's, it's fun fodder to look at and to, to hunt and hunt and argue with your buddies about. Then we have VinFast. Yes, the Vietnamese EV maker launched a concept of a pickup truck. This thing is wild. It looks really cool. Uh, I don't think I'm going to build it, but I, it, it's it, it's just kind of, I think it looks kind of cool. It's, it to me it reminds me of a sedan on big tires. And it's just, it's, I don't know, it's fun. Um, I, like I said, I don't know if they're going to build it. They've already had some issues with quality. They've had some issues getting dealerships going. Uh, getting an automotive company going is a huge endeavor. And so it'll be interesting to see how it works out. Uh, then I did a comparison for the Chevy Colorado versus Ford Ranger. I might do a video on that as well because that'd be more details to share as it is kind of evolving in my head, getting more stuff out there. But it's interesting the price difference. That it's not a price difference. It's it range is more expensive, but it's not more expensive. I'll leave you that teaser. Uh, we do have the 2024 Toyota Rav4. What's new with that? We have some details for you there as well. And you may have noticed something on the website where it makes more changes. Um, we used to have a big uh, what they call a big hero image, big thing on the top with a headline built into it. I made a change this week to put the image in there because I want to see the image more. And working on some page speed issues we have going on. And so that's a little bit of a change there as well. And then I'm going to go and hop over to a story. I want to make sure I talk about because I think it's a really interesting story. Because these things happen behind the scenes we didn't really talk about. So Hertz has decided to sell 20,000 EVs back or sell them and ship back to gas-powered cars. What's interesting about this is the majority of those EVs are selling are Teslas. There's some pretty good deals if you want a Tesla sedan. Big, good deals from uh, Hertz. But the rental company, the CEO actually pointed out that the customer demand was low and the cost was high. What he's saying is the cost for repair is really high. A dent, a ding, scratch. It was costing Hertz a lot more to repair Teslas than it was an ICE car as well. So that, that was really interesting uh, feedback that we got from Hertz saying, you know, customers haven't bought in as much as we have as wanted to. Even with the Tom Brady ads you've seen on football on Sundays and Saturdays and Fridays and all Mondays, we have football every night. <laughs> Um, they, they just haven't bought into it as much, but the repair was a big thing. The collision repair was a big thing. I thought that was a really interesting viewpoint on that. We also have a couple more details I should share. I didn't pull up the website stories, but 
the Detroit Auto Show is planning on shifting back to cold January, which I hate going to Detroit in January. Everybody does. Uh, they're trying to shift back to get more people to get involved in auto shows. And I don't know if it's going to work out. The Detroit Auto Show has been a flux for the last couple of years. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Chicago Auto Show is happening in a couple of weeks, first of February. Stellantis is pulled out from that auto show as well. They're done with the auto shows and regional auto shows for the time being. So we're going to expect expect some dealers to to kind of send some cars in and, and keep uh, a booth there showing their products. But auto shows are really interesting right now. And I'm not sure where it, it, it pans out. I know I go to a couple of them a year um, just because of my job. But I don't know if consumers really care about auto shows as much as they used, much as they used to. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with auto shows. But, yeah, some interesting news with that as well. I've been talking a lot behind the scenes with my colleagues on uh, uh, different Facebook groups. So now we go to the homepage for the YouTube channel. And there's a lot happening that I didn't cover because it's been a couple weeks since we did the truck news recap. And so a couple things. First, we have the Hyundai Santa Cruz. What's interesting with that video, and I'll give you the behind the scenes, is I shot the video and I really wasn't feeling well. I still had a big cold, flu, whatever. But I got done with the video and I thought to myself, man, it's really expensive. And I would have, wish I would have talked about that more in the video, made more of a part of the video, but it is pretty expensive. It's like $41,000 for this compact truck. Now that is the top of the line, all the bells and whistles. You can get one for much cheaper than that, but still $41,000 for a fully loaded compact truck. Seemed a little high for me. Uh, the LX600 Ultra Luxury, that was a really interesting vehicle. Um, I did a LX first drive and that video blew up. This one didn't do that blowing up quite as well. But what I thought was fascinating about this video is the Rear seat room. Go check that out. The second row leg room is just really shocking with that. We also have the third video there, the best selling trucks of the year. The market's not collapsing. That market not collapsing is really just about, if you've seen other YouTube videos out there and thumbnails, oh, we can't sell trucks and Ram's going under and Jeep can't sell trucks. And they get hundreds of thousands of views. And then you look at the facts and the facts don't back up what these guys are saying. So I don't know if this doomsday YouTube stuff is going to continue. If that's what people want to see, they want to see, oh, interest rates too high and vehicle price too high. They're going under. I understand that, but automakers aren't going under and interest rates will come back down. And you're not seeing the whole variety of vehicles out there because the volume isn't up there in dealership lots. So there are some cheaper trucks available. You don't have to get the high end stuff. But yeah, people are just really freaking out about that. And I just want to say, hey, here, time out. Let's look at the market, really, the details. The market's not doing that badly. We're not going under. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of strange, um, especially when you look just the facts. Now, you can make arguments about the economy and the Fed and whoever is in the White House controlling the economy and the oil prices, all that kind of stuff. But when you look at what the Fed has been doing, cutting interest rates, or raising interest rates, inflation's down, employment's up, and the automotors, <laughs> automakers are still selling lots of trucks and SUVs. I don't It's not. It's not as doomsday as I thought. You know, it's still not great. The economy is not awesome, but it's not as doomsday as people make it out to be, which I just, I'm going to keep fighting the fight, but I'm going to lose the fight because it's just how the business is. Uh, negativity sells on YouTube. Uh, the third, the fourth video is my friend. Um, we talked about his 2.700 EcoBoost. What's interesting is people always want to talk about on this channel how bad turbos are and how unreliable they are and how they're just a terrible decision and how we're all going to have higher repair costs. And here's dead another guy that has a 2.7 liter who put hundreds of thousand miles, he put a hundred thousand miles on it in a rapid period of time. And I've had people on the forum comment as well. They've had two sevens and three fives and they're like, it gets 200,000 miles. It gets two, it, it's easy. So it's not like it's uh, it's interesting. The comments, you know, people are saying, 
well, a turbocharged engine can't get 100,000 miles. And we do these videos, and people are like, I had no problems. Like, his, his issue was more about when he bought it. He had a few issues when he bought it, and then that kind of went away. So um, it's not about the engine. Uh, I just think I just think this stuff's interesting. I just want to keep talking about it. And if you do have a problem with your engine, and it's a 2.7, you have nightmares with it, let me know. Let's do a video on that. Let's let's get both sides of the argument going. Let's, let's discuss this. Then we have the Toyota Sienna Hybrid. I think it's kind of dated inside. My uncle's got one. People love the thing. I just think that's a little dated, but that's just me. Uh, the Mercedes-Benz AMG EQE is pretty damn cool, but it's just ridiculously expensive. So uh, that's a video. If you want to spend 131000 I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing that's, that sucks with the channel and the vehicles I get from the deep manufacturers. I'm uh, looking at the vehicles. I have 131000 a 41000 compact truck, and 131000 Mercedes-Benz AMG EQE. I don't choose the vehicles I'm getting. I just get whatever's in the press fleet delivered. And so I can see where people look at these videos and they're like, man, I can't watch this video. I can't even afford this. More expensive than my house. Just by practice what I'm getting. Uh, I had an update with Vic Shepard for the Million Mile Truck. I'm uh, getting some good mileage as far as people commenting about it and also other online sources commenting about it. He is that close to doing it again with another Tundra. There is a lot of speculation what truck he'll get next. I'm not sharing speculation. I do have some thoughts on that. But uh, I will be hopefully in person with him or nearly in person after he does it in October. Uh, that's a, that's his kind of uh, time frame when he is going to do it. And I just I think it's interesting because people keep looking at this going, man, it's a 5.7. You know, this can be that's the most reliable half ton engine out there. And, and I want to know when he changed the oil, when he did this, I'm going to follow the same thing. Well, the best thing he did for that truck, the best thing he's done is he drove a lot. He drove it a lot. I mean. Engines want to be driven. I've always think it's interesting. People get these restored classic cars and they go park them in the garage for nine, 10 months. No, the vehicles need to be driven. Engines need to be driven. That's the, one of the biggest takeaways I have is two things with that story. First of all, it's not really about the maintenance they did. It's about he drove it a lot. That really made the engine last. And number two is how lucky he is. You know, from my standpoint, I just think of deer crossings, of snowstorms, of other drivers crashing into you. I mean, the odds of you going a million miles like he's done and not getting in an accident, I think are pretty impressive. I, I'm really impressed by that. That's what the, that's what stands up to me is, is he drove a lot, which really makes a big difference in maintenance and light longevity engine. And he uh, got lucky. Remember, when we did the teardown of the engine that he had, the 4.7 liter. That she said that it performed better than engines coming off the line, new engines. Why? Because everything was worn and everything was seated well. Everything was was. He drove it a lot. That really made a big difference. And then we have Jill, a little five-foot-wonder Jill, who happened to have an F-350 diesel over the holidays. And the best story we could think of to do with that was her trying to drive this one-ton F-350 diesel. So it's interesting. It's a very interesting video. Jackie does some – try to you go through, like, I think it was a Starbucks in, the, in Chicago, try to park it in places. And it's fascinating to watch. Big truck, small driver trying to park. And I think what's interesting with those things is people will say, well, Jill, she's only five foot. That doesn't mean anything. Nobody's going to watch those videos. We get lots of good feedback from her videos. And it turns out a lot of men on the shorter side really enjoy her videos as well. So uh, really good stuff there. Uh, we have the Chrysler Pacifica S that my wife and I had. We had, a, we had a span of minivans, like three or four in a row. You can see the Kia Carnival there as well. And then we talked about the Cummins. You know, I've had other channels here on YouTube that have done some big videos on this Cummins deal and how controversial it is and this, that, and the other and I just said, you know, is it good or, or is it BS? You know, it seems like there's a lot of anti-EPA uh, viewpoint right now. And I can get that. You know, a lot of times what happens, especially in government, is, is they do good things and they go too far. And then we criticize them going too far and they they come back. And then people are like, well, the government does nothing good. 
And it's like, well, your mail gets delivered. Like I just, and the police force works. It's, the fire department works. So what are we talking about government here? Like, what are we, what are we really going to pencil down? But I, I think it's interesting. Um, I, I'm going to get beyond that political stuff, but I think it's interesting that they, Cummins agreed to the fine, but we don't know exactly what they were doing to defeat devices. It sounds like it's a software issue. It sounds like they did the same thing BW did where they tricked the software when you had a, uh, clean air testing station. That's what it sounds like to me. It wasn't sound like a hardware issue. Although I just ran a story on pickuptrucktalk.com about how there is a new recall that Ram has put out for replacing some parts in different trucks. So did they not get assembled with the P- was a particular matter PCM thing or did, did they or did they not? It's a software issue. I'm still waiting for more details. I, I really don't want to do a whole lot of videos on this and go the sky is falling unless we know more. Um, and then we have the GMC. I did the GMC Canyon AT4 versus Toyota Tacoma. And the reason I did that video was based on your feedback. You guys were like, the GMC AT4 is more better competitor to the Tacoma TRD off-road. And I don't know. It's, it's an interesting conversation to have. And I, 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 I love those building prices. One guy that doesn't like when I do it because I'm sharing the screen like I am now. And uh, I just find it interesting. It's just I always learn stuff doing the building price tool and, and looking at stuff, looking at what the details from the manufacturer was, trying to pair everything together and make sense of it. So I just, I don't know, I keep enjoying it. And then we have the truck news recap there from last two weeks ago. So that's kind of the recap of what happened this last week um, with different things going on. The raffle is ongoing this week. The, uh, the keyword is Ranger. I had a one truck news recap. I forgot to say that. And I apologize to those fans who reached out to me, but Ranger this week, I also made the, the entries a lot different. I took away all the social media. We have forum. We have the entry and we have newsletter. Do those three things because I want what I'm noticing is I'm getting the same winners time and time again. And so I'd like to share things out a little bit differently and, and have more winners. And so we're getting like quite a few entries. We had entries. I have giveaway hats. I mail them to you. It's, it's you're free. Just entry. Uh, just put it on there on the it's on the forum, it's on the mobile site, and the other site's on top as far as navigation. But Rangers a keyword, more hats going out. So that's what I have for you this week and the truck news recap. Let me know your comments below. I'm, I'm always curious to get your viewpoints. Um, it's just good feedback for me and sharing with the audience. So make sure you comment below. I'll check videos out over here. Website down below as well, pickuptrucktalk.com. As always, thanks for watching. I will see you down the road.